Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry, once again, bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor and a privilege to connect with y'all. Praise God. I'm just grateful that you're uh, connecting with us, whether it be uh, podcast, Vimeo, Roku, whatever it is. Praise God. We're just grateful, praise the Lord, that you're with us. So today we're going to jump into the Word of God out of uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, with a common text, what we're going to start with today. Proverbs 3 and verse... Five and it says, here we go, trust in the Lord, hello, with all your heart, praise God, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths, praise God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, of course, the word trust uh, is a word that means a, a confident belief or a confident expectation, all right? Uh, a firm certainty, a depth of assurance, reliance, or dependence upon, all right? So that's kind of how the word's defined. Uh, a lot of times the word trust in the Old Testament is real close to the word of faith in the New Covenant, praise God, amen, real close to it. But it means a, a confident belief in, amen, a trust or a confident belief or a confident expectation or assurance, all right? So that's what the word trust is, uh, trust means. Trust in the Lord, it says, here you go, with all your heart, okay? Now, uh, the word here, heart, again, refers to the core, the center. Actually, both the new covenant and the new covenant kind of means about the same thing, all right? It refers to, a lot of ways, the will of man, okay? It just means the seat of control, kind of involves the whole core of your being, all right? So when we're talking about trusting in the Lord with all your heart, it just means with all your being, amen. Just put a trust in Him and uh, no hindrance, no, uh, you know, no variation in any area of your life. Just go all in, praise God. Fully committed, kind of like uh, it's kind of what it's talking about, amen. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then it says lean not, all right, which obviously you, we could. It says lean not on our own understanding. Now, a lot of times, you know, that's that's where we get ourselves in trouble. A lot of times, that's kind of where the limits are in our life, is we lean more on our own understanding. But I want to kind of take a fresh look at that word today, of this word understanding, and it refers to uh, insight, um, perception, or comprehension. Uh, so insight, perception, or comprehension. So a lot of times, we look at that maybe more about maybe comprehension, uh, you know, about how you think and all that kind of stuff, which is accurate, okay? But it also means an insight or perception. And I'm going to kind of probably lean a little bit more toward that word perception today, okay? Because that's going to be kind of a key word. In all your ways, or pardon me, let's go back to that. And lean not on your own understanding, all right? And in all your ways, okay, all, all your ways, in other words, everything you do, carrying out life, it means just everyday mode of action, uh, your manner of living, in all your ways, then acknowledge Him, okay? To acknowledge Him uh, literally means, um, in a sense, to uh, authorization or recognition. So you're just stopping once in a while, it says, in all your ways, you're acknowledging Him. You just stop and give Him acknowledgement, okay, is what it refers to. And then it says, then He shall direct your paths, direct your paths, okay? So he shall direct your paths. Now, the thing I want to bring out about this, because a lot of times when we look at in the area of directing our paths, we might see it more in the sense of direction, 
Okay, he's going to direct, in other words, direction, direct your paths. But it also refers to making your way straight or right. So sometimes we have to look at this. It's not just referring to direction only, but also in the area of manifestation. In other words, start making things around you uh, start to line up or to be right, turning things around. Praise God, bringing divine order, whatever. So the more you acknowledge him, praise God, the more things begin to be made right, not only in the area of your direction, but also in the area of manifestation, which again is going to be key today, all right? So let's go back, read it again, then we're going to jump into what we have for you today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, amen. So put your full commitment toward Him, your confidence in Him, your belief in Him. Uh, you know, go all the way in the area of all your being Put your confidence and trust, amen, your faith, amen, your belief in God, amen, hallelujah, believe in Him with all your heart, praise God, and lean not, don't lean on our own insight, don't lean on our own perception, how things look, okay? What he's saying here is put your faith, your confidence, your trust, amen, lean on His perception is what it's bringing out here. All right, so that's going to be real key today, all right, because everything that goes on around us, it's real easy to see things and then our own insight, our own, uh, you know, comprehension, our own understanding begins to kick in, which is, is normal. That's the way it works, all right? You begin to, you know, process things, look at something, then begin to process it. But problem with that sometimes is we have a tendency then to lean on our own comprehension or lean on our own understanding or lean on our own perception, all right? But what he's bringing out in here is we're not to be leaning on that. We're to put our faith, our trust, amen, our confidence on his perception, on his insight, on his understanding, amen? The word actually brings out and makes it clear there is a, a, such a thing as spiritual understanding, right? There's normal understanding, man's hu uh, human wisdom and understanding, and then there's also spiritual understanding, all right? And what we're wanting to do is tap how God sees things, amen, which is, again, I'm kind of stressing that, but I'm doing it on purpose, praise God. So the point being made here is as we begin to acknowledge Him, He begins to direct us, amen, and begin to change some things, amen, around us, praise God. He begins to make our way straight, our paths right, amen. Again, praise God, the whole idea is if we will begin to lean on His perception, on His insight and understanding, amen, then what happens, we begin then to see how He sees things, amen, praise God. And as you begin to do that, it begins to shift everything around you. You know, there's a manifestation of how, you know, how he sees things, his perspective, amen. If we will put our confidence in that, it begins to change how things look around us, amen, which is huge, okay? So now let's go to the Gospel of John, please. The Gospel of John, and I'm going to... Uh, bring up the story of uh, Lazarus when he was raised from the dead. And uh, I'm going to just kind of use that today. We'll probably read the majority of this story, if not all of it. And uh, the idea is to get some insight about, really about trusting 
in God's uh, insight, trusting in God's perception about things. See, every day we're surrounded with situations and circumstances that go on. Some of them good, some of them not so good. There's a lot of situations that happen that we wish were different. And if you don't watch it, we get more moved by how things look in the natural. You know, it's just uh, kind of a, a normal thing that we got to, you know, we got to resist, you know, not allow ourselves to yield to just how things look in the natural. See, we walk by faith and not by sight, praise God. Uh, you know, whether we're talking about our home life, we're talking about our families, relationships, finance, health, whether we're talking about things going on around our country right now, all kinds of crazy things going on. And if you don't watch it, pretty soon you're caught up in all of it. Pretty soon you're more concerned about, uh, you know, you get into fear and, and uh, anxiety and you stress out about things. Uh, you know, it's just real easy to do, all right? You know, all kinds of emotions, depending on what we're talking about. You know, like I said, whether we're talking about things in your own house, whether we're talking about things in the workhouse, or we're talking about things from the White House. I mean, uh, either way, you know, this can really uh, overwhelm us at times. So I'm talking about today about putting our trust, amen, in his insight, in his perception, amen, how he sees things, praise God. And then when we do that, it'll begin to shift and change some things around us, praise God. Amen. So uh, enough said there. Let's go to verse 1 of John 11, please. John 11 and verse 1, please. And it says this, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, uh, the town... Uh, the town of Mary and her sister Martha, okay? And it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus, come on now, was sick, all right? Therefore, the sisters sent to him, sent to the Lord, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick, all right? So obviously, Lazarus was a good friend. Actually, the whole family, they were pretty close with the family. A lot of other situations uh, through the Gospels we see here. Well, obviously, they were close, all right? And it says, uh, they said that your, your friend now is sick. So when, uh, verse 4 says, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it, okay? This sickness is not unto death. Now, you, you, know, you know, knowing the story that obviously, and he's going to explain it here in a minute. Obviously, he does die, what we would deem as death, okay? His, you know, life left his body, all right? And uh, now a body's laying there, okay, without life in it. But he says that this sickness is not unto death. Now, what, what, if you, if you kind of look this up, kind of study it in the Greek, and actually a couple of the translations kind of, uh, kind of bring this out, but it, it brings out that it will not end in death. Okay, so in other words, we're going to see, um, we're going to see, you know, in a sense, death manifest here, but he says it's not going to end in death, all right, which is key, right? In other words, see, that's his perception here. So he knows something that, you know, everybody else involved in the story isn't going to pick up on it right away, all right, and mainly because of how things look, all right. Now, of course, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag here a little bit, but the bottom line is he already has a word from God what's going to happen. So he's putting his trust in what the Father has to say about it, all right. And so he's, uh, he's saying, listen, uh, you know, this is what's going to happen or not happen, all right. So we need to put our trust 
amen, in his perception, amen, how he sees things. Even though it may look bad. All right, anyway, enough said. When this sickness is not unto death or will not end in death, but for the glory of God. In other words, it's going to end, come on now, this is what he's bringing out. It's going to end in a manifestation of the glory of God. All right, and it's going to bring glory unto God, all right, and that the Son may be glorified uh, through it. In other words, not so much through the sickness or the, or the death, but through, through the manifestation of that glory, all right, that's going to, and obviously bringing life to a human body that was without life, okay? Anyway, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Now, obviously, you know, you think in the natural, that, that you, know, you may say, well, you know what, we need to get right over there right away. Well, obviously, not only do you got to trust in, uh, you know, uh, put some trust in him here, you got to have trust in the fact that he's, you know, he's aware of the timing, all right? Anytime you start thinking about the things of God, when we're talking about trusting in his understanding, trusting and leaning on his insight, his perception, you have to understand part of that's timing. You know, he understands timing, all right? You know, everything that Jesus did, when you look at his ministry, you know, he was always in the right place at the right time. Uh, he, he communicated to the right people. He, he ministered to the right people. You know, he didn't always raise the dead, but there were times that he did. I mean, not only are we going to see a, a resurrection story here, but we see, you know, the scriptures talk about when, uh, you know, he comes a, across a, pro, a funeral procession and he, he knows already by the spirit. Now, whether he knew the family or not, we don't know that. But we do know he knew that this was a, 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 a widow woman who lost her only son. Okay, and no mama should ever have to bury their baby. Come on now. Now we know he's... He's probably not a baby. He's an older uh, gentleman. But the point being is this, okay, uh, you know, no mom should ever have to bury any of their kids, all right? Well, Jesus comes up on that funeral procession and obviously was led to do that, stopped the funeral procession, laid his hands on uh, where the body was and called life back into his body and the man was raised up out of death. Now, he didn't do that every time, you know, something like that was going on, but we do know he's done it, you know, he's done it here and he's done it there, okay? There were times, he didn't always walk on the water, but there were times that he did. He didn't always heal the blind uh, blind man, but there were times that he did. He didn't always tell, you know, everybody to take up their, uh, you know, their, uh, you know, bed and, and walk, praise God, but there were times where he instructed them to do that. There were times, amen, where he went into a situation and and healed everybody that was in the room. And then there were times where it even says that not everybody got healed there. All right. Now, the point I'm trying to make is he was always led in what he did. Now, the reason I say all that is because we're also got to be also led in the timing of things. And obviously, when he stayed back two more days, you know, in the natural, we would say, yeah, I think I would have just got got on my horse and headed that way, man. Well, you know, he knew enough to, no, I'm, I'm, just wait. He knows what's going on. And he, listen, he had confidence or trust, come on now, he had this, uh, you know, this, this assurance that this was not going to end in death. Now, you have to keep, keep hold of that, okay? Because it's, 
going to look ugly. All right? But he's already confident. This is not going to end in death. This is going to end up with a manifestation of the glory of God. All right? He, knew, he knows that. So verse 7 says, Then after, um, after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, uh, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and, and are you going there again? In other words, uh, you know, that's, that's, not a, uh, that's not a good welcome uh, area there. They, they don't like you very much there. So they're, they're thinking, you know, naturally speaking, in other words, in their own understanding, this may be kind of a dangerous trip here. All right. Well, anyway, he said this, uh, are there not 12 hours in the day? And if anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. In other words, when you're walking in the light, you're not going to stumble because he uh, sees the light of, his, uh, of this world. In other words, in other words his, his paths are illuminated or lit up. Okay, now hang on. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not, uh, not in him. Now, you remember earlier, you know, couple chapters back, he talks about if you, if you follow, uh, follow me, you won't walk in the dark, you won't stumble, amen. The point he's trying to make is this, listen, if you're being led to do something, you're going to be okay. If you're not being led, come on, now there's a, there's a chance you may stumble, you may, you may end up somewhere you don't want to, you may end up you know, falling down or tripping on something. That's what he's saying here. So he's saying, listen, I'm being led in what I'm doing, all right? I know where I'm going. And I'm going to be okay. My past lit up here. All right. That's what he's saying. And these things he said, verse 11, and after that, he said uh, to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. All right. He, in other words, now, see, he says he sleeps. Okay. In other words, that was his perception. That's, see, he's looking at it from, from the eyes of, of God, so to speak, in, in a sense. We're saying he's, that's the insight and the perception. He just sees him as a man that's just asleep, okay? All right, now you and me would look at him. We're going to say, uh, yeah, I think it's a little more than just sleep here, you know? But no, he says this man's asleep, and we're going to go wake him up, praise God. Now remember, his confidence and trust is in the perception of God that this is not going to end up in death. It's going to end up in a manifestation of the glory of God. All right. He, he's already he's already he already knows that. All right. Then the disciples said, well, Lord, if he sleeps, you know, he'll get well. If he's you know, and they're just saying naturally thinking, see, leaning on their own understanding, they're saying, well, if he's sleeping, he's probably going to feel better when he wakes up. So just leave him sleep, you know, and he'll feel better. And whatever it is he's dealing with, whatever ailment he's dealing with, he should feel better in a few hours kind of thing is what they're thinking. And of course, naturally speaking, that could be the case, depending on what we're dealing with, right? But that's what they're thinking. Well, um, the uh, let's see, where are we at here? Verse, uh, verse 13. However, Jesus spoke of his death, all right? But they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. In other words, taking a nap or whatever. But then Jesus said to them plainly, in other words, just so you can understand what's really going on here, Lazarus is dead, okay? Now, you know as well as I do, early he said, this is not going to end up in death, but now he's letting it be known. Now, he is physically dead, okay? He is dead, all right? And verse 15, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, uh, that you may believe, that you may believe, nevertheless, let us go to him. In other words, there's going to be something that's going to manifest, amen, and you're going to see the glory of God, all right? 
Then Thomas, who is called uh, the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may uh, die with him. Of course, I don't know, sometimes I think when uh, people are trying to say the right thing and trying to be spiritual, sometimes say something foolish and silly. And I think that's kind of one of these cases right here. And obviously Jesus didn't acknowledge it. You know, it, it was kind of, uh, you know, just kind of left it alone. But obviously it was said. Verse 17, so when Jesus came, he found uh, that he had already been in the tomb four days. All right. Now, you know as well as I, he already knew that, right? Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother, which is kind of standard, okay? Uh, loved ones died, and everybody's kind of coming around, and, and uh, you know, they're all trying to uh, bring comfort and, and uh, you know, that kind of thing. So then Martha, um, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, she's, now she's looking back, okay, kind of a, a past thing. Say, if you would have been here, we wouldn't be here right now, all right? All right, if you would have been there. In other words, she's saying back here, if you would have just been here several days earlier, if maybe she's even thinking, maybe if you would have been here when I first sent word to you, Maybe this wouldn't have happened, okay? See, she sees it as a done deal. Now, I'm not trying to make light of anything what Mary and Martha are going through here. This is a pretty serious deal, lost a loved one. But Jesus is looking from a different perspective. He already knows that this is not going to end up in death, but rather end up, come on, with a manifestation of the glory of God. All right, that's how that's his perspective. And see, we got to put our faith in that. We got to put our trust in his perspective. We can't lean on our own understanding, our own insight, our own perspective, our own comprehension. We cannot do that. We can't afford to do that, especially in key times like situations like this. This is pretty serious. And we're moving along in life, and if we're constantly just moved by our own understanding, our own insight, our own perception, guess what? Nothing ever really shifts and changes. But when we connect our faith, amen, we connect our believing, amen, our trust, we put our trust in Him. We trust in Him with our whole heart, amen. What, happened, what we're doing is we're trusting in His perception. We're trusting in his understanding. We're trusting in how he sees things. Because if we will do that, then how we see things in the natural will shift, come on, in line with how God sees things. But if we will just remain under our own understanding, the picture, naturally speaking, won't, won't ever change. But once we connect our faith with how he sees things, now we cause the glory of God to manifest, to bring some kind of change, amen, in our pathway, all right? Remember, uh, you know, as we uh, acknowledge Him, He not only gives us direction in the, in the area of directing our paths, but also makes our path, I mean, right. So in other words, there's a manifestation along with direction. There's things that begin to happen and if we will connect to his understanding, we can change some things around us. Anyway, praise God. So let's move on here. 
So uh, anyway, so Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, amen, my brother would not have died. But even now, she says this, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Now, that's, that's the right thing to say, okay? And we might even have made those kind of comments ourselves, depending on what things we're, we might be going through. But sometimes that's just a religious statement because sometimes we don't necessarily believe it. Because she made that statement, and we're going to find out here in a minute, she's not really going to, she doesn't really believe it. All right. Now, I mean, she means well. All right. And uh, but she says, whatever I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. All right. Now, she's been around him enough to to know there's miraculous and power and things that go on. But now we're talking at a, about a situation here that that a, a, a man, a loved one who's dead. The, see, right now, the way it looks, it, it doesn't look good. But see, Jesus isn't moved by how it looks in the natural. He's more moved by how it looks, amen, from God's perspective. And that's key, all right? So anyway, so he, she said that, you know, whatever you ask, he's going to give you. But Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Now he's saying, he's thinking, this isn't going to end in death. Your brother's going to rise up here, okay? It's all good. Everything's good. But she said to him, well, yeah, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. In other words, now, not only she said, if you would have been here, in other words, went back to the past, you know, and said, if, if this would have all been different, this would be, now she's saying, okay, well, this can't change, but I, but I do know that there's something in the future that probably will happen. And he's saying, no, no, you, I'm not, we're not worried about the past. We're not worried about the future here right now. It's right here and now. And that's why he says, I am the resurrection and the life. In fact, amen, if you, if you look at that in the Greek, he just says this, I am resurrection life, okay? I am resurrection life. I, I'm it. And, 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 and Hebrews brings this out, and this is so key as a believer, okay, that he is the, the God that is. Okay, you got to believe in the God that is. You got to have faith and trust in the God that is. All right, not the God that was or the God that will be. Now, don't get me wrong. He, you know, he, you know, he, he did do great things and he will do great things. Amen. But we have to also put our trust in the fact that right now, right here, no matter how it looks, no matter what's going on, we connect to his perspective. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and resurrection power, depending on what you need at the moment. But right here, we need that resurrection power manifested. Amen. He says, I am here right now. Amen. I'm not talking about something in the future. I'm talking about right now. Praise God. You got to connect how I see things. Praise God. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life, or I am resurrection life. He who believes in me, though he may die, uh, he shall live. Now, this word die uh, just means to be separate from or to be driven off, uh, in a sense, to be driven away from. So it's talking about being something separated from life. So right now, okay, he might be, in a sense, his physical body might be separated from life, but I'm causing life to manifest and resurrect to resurrect, I mean, resurrection life or power is here to, again, bring life back, amen, and connect it with this body, amen, cause it to live again. In other words, I'm going to cause a manifestation to happen here. No matter how it looks right now, amen, this is not going to end in death. This is going to end in the glory of God. I am causing, amen, because I've hooked up 
to God's perspective and what I am doing, amen, because I believe in his perspective and because of that I believe in the timing and everything else as he's led me to do this, I know that right now that life that has been separated from that body, I am now going to cause life to come back to that body so it can be raised up again. Oh, hallelujah. So anyway, whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you, he said this, do you, this is verse 26, do you believe this? Okay, and she said, well, yeah, Lord, I believe. Well, I don't know that she really did. Okay, and again, I'm not trying to pick on Martha here. I'm just saying, I, I think sometimes in our own lives, we, we get caught up in the same kind of thing. But I will give her this, okay? She said this, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Now, she didn't necessarily believe in what he just said, but she said, listen, I, 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 I'm not really grabbing. My, my perspective is way off here. I'm not, I'm not seeing it like you're seeing it, but I do know this, that you're the anointed one. See, I can, I can connect to that. I do know this. I know that you're the Christ, the Son of God. I, I, I know that. That, that, that. that is a perspective I can attach myself to. I, 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 I'm not totally grasping what you're talking about here, but I do know this. You are the anointed one. I do know that. And I do believe you've come from heaven. You've come from the Father. You are, you are from the Father, and you're the anointed one. I do know that. So I'm going to give Martha that, okay? So in some ways, okay, she, she's got her faith engaged, but yet not so much in the area where Jesus is trying to, you know, trying to get her to connect with here. Anyway, so anyway, she said, yes, I believe that you're the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Verse 28, and when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come in, in, into the town yet, but was in the place where Martha had met him. And then the Jews who were with uh, Mary, you know, in the house there and comforting her, uh, when they saw that Mary rose up and quickly uh, rose up quickly and went out. They followed her, you know, thinking that, you know, maybe she's going to the tomb to weep there or whatever. So that's, that, you know, whatever. So now we got a whole entourage of people following her. Okay, she's heading out to where Jesus is. Now, verse 32, then when Mary uh, came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, here we go, if you had been there or if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, again, we're, come on, in other words, see, that's, you know, this, when you look at this, it's just, it's just, it's how a normal mind would think, right? If, man, if, oh, man, yeah, we, ah, you, man, you, you're all, your timing's off, man, you should have, if you would have just been here four days ago, man, this whole thing would be different right now. And, oh, man, but, but see, then, but see, they're more moved by how it's, see, they're still seeing that this is a permanent thing. And again, I am not making light of Mary and Martha, what they're going through, just like I'm not making light of anything you may be going through. But if you, if, if you don't watch it, we're more moved by natural things and our perspective, in a sense, then is off, all right? So then what happens is nothing around us shifts and changes because we have more confidence, we're leaning on, we have more confidence, more trust in how things look at the moment than connecting to his perspective, his insight, his understanding. Come on now. 
And so we're talking about, praise God, getting some things to change. Like he said, this is not going to be unto death. It's not going to end up in death. Now, right now, we, you know, it, don't, it might not look good, but this isn't going to end up this way. And sometimes you just need to know that, you know, that if you put your faith in God, your trust in God, and you remain consistent in attaching your confidence and trust, your belief in Him, in His perspective, you have to just know this, that, that even though at the moment it may in the natural look ugly, it will change because you have faith in God. Because you have, you're trusting with all your heart. You're trusting in the Lord with all your heart. You're totally committed, amen, with your confidence and trust in Him. I attach my faith to His perspective. And it's going to change some things, praise God. I just got to stay more moved by how, you know, He thinks and how He sees it than how it looks or how I think at the moment or how, you know, it appears at the moment. Hope you're hearing this, praise God. All right, so let's go. So she said the same thing that Martha said earlier, but verse 33, therefore when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who, had, uh, who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Now that word just literally means agitated, okay? So there's a little bit of a misunderstanding about some of this right here. He, he was a little bit agitated. Well, what was he agitated about? He's, he's already told these two gals, he's, you know, let it be known, amen, that this isn't going to end up in death. Listen, I, I, I'm here. I'm here now. Don't stop look, you know, thinking about what it could have been or what it will be. Think about right now, okay? You got to put, you got to engage your now faith is, right? I mean, you can't, you know, believe that he is, that he is right now present, amen, available, ready to do something. He said, I am resurrection power, man. I mean, I'm here, right? See, there's a little bit here. He's seeing all the, Everything going on is like nobody's listening to him. Everybody's all worked up, all right? And he says, listen, this isn't going to end the way it looks at the moment. It's changing, all right? That's, so you can imagine how a little bit of agitated, and I don't believe Jesus was mean or rude, and I don't think that he got, you know, you know, chewed anybody out but it, you know you, you know it's 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 one thing when you when you know something and you're moving forward and and this is what you you know and you try to tell people that and they just won't give ear to what you're saying that, that kind of agitates you a little bit are you hearing me today all right and he said where have you laid him and they said to him lord come and see and the word said that he wept and it, it, and it said literally means to shed tears and then the jews said uh, see how he loved him. And, uh, and some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? And the word said, then Jesus again groaning in himself. Okay, so uh, come on now. What, see, a lot of times we think, well, oh, all of a sudden he got all emotional. Listen, he, he wasn't crying because of Lazarus. People, he had faith. He trusted in the fact that this isn't going to end this way. He knows what's going to happen here in a couple minutes. He knows that dead body, that, that body that's in that tomb, that right now life has been separated. Remember, it's die, so he's, life has been separated from that body. He said, I am here now. In just a minute here, I'm going to command life back into that body, and that man's going to be restored, and we're going to see the glory of God. So he is not crying or weeping, come on, shedding tears because of Lazarus. I believe with all my heart. That he's more 
He's seeing the doubt and unbelief. He's seeing all these people worked up about something and will not, will not connect with what he's trying to tell them. All right? So, you know, that gets, it gets you kind of worked up. All right? And he said he groaned again within himself. All right? I think he's still, he's still agitated about the scene that's going on here. All right? All right? So anyway, he said, then he came to the tomb. And I mean, verse 38, by the way, and it was, uh, it was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Well, why are you going to do that? Because this isn't going to end up the way it looks. If you will connect to my perspective, it's all going to change. This is all going to shift. Saints of God, I'm trying to encourage you that whatever it is you're going through, Whatever it is that looks ugly and, and, and appears that it's going the wrong direction, if you will put your faith, your trust, come on now, in his perspective, I guarantee you, you will get a manifestation of the glory of God and it will change for you, praise God. But you got to stay connected. You can't let yourself be all moved by how things look in the natural. You got to have more faith in a God, amen, above. Have more faith in a bigger God. Come on, a God that's bigger than any circumstance, any situation. We're staring at a body without life in it, and he says, no problem. So roll away the stone. Well, in order for the man to come out, you got to get the stone out of the way. Come on now. And so what happens then, Martha obviously did not get it. Uh, the sister of him who was dead said, Lord, by this time there's a stench for he's been dead four days. It's like, Lord, uh, please. I mean, this is, I mean, I, I don't know. Was she feeling embarrassed? Did she just think this is silly? Did she, you know what? I mean, I, we don't know the, the extent of this. And again, not making light of what she's going through. But see, I'm telling you that how many times is the Lord telling us, roll away the stone? And we're, more, we're so more moved by natural reasoning, leaning on our own understanding, that we never give God the opportunity for a manifestation of the glory because we won't, we won't roll back the stone. All right? There's always going to be something that you have to do in, in the natural, so to speak, amen, to show forth that you are going to put confidence in what he said. In this case, he just said, listen, you want the man raised up? Roll back the stone. We got to do this. Roll back the stone. All right. And, and here's what he said to her. All right. Uh, verse 40. All right. This is really the key verse. Did I not say to you? Did I not say to you? Now, kind of, you kind of get the ump behind this. Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? You're going to see a manifestation here. Did I not tell you that? I mean, he's literally like, come on, I've, I've, I've made this clear. I can't make it any more clear than what I have done. But you got to connect with me. Roll back the stone. All right? Then they took away the stone. Praise the Lord. You think, well, what would happen if they wouldn't have? Well, uh, maybe Lazarus still be in there. I don't know. Okay, anyway, the point is, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. I love that. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, 
I thank you that you've heard me. <laughs> amen. Amen. So, amen. The Father already gave him his perspective. He connected with it with his own words. Come on, that's what he's saying here. And so I know, I know that you and me are in connection right now. I know you and me are believing this. Come on now. Amen. He's saying, I'm connecting with what you're saying. Amen. And I know that you've heard me, and I know that you always hear me because, the, because of the people. Now listen, be, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, amen, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, uh, and, and, was, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, go loose him and let him go, praise God. Now, obviously, we had us a glorious miracle, praise God. Now, what, manifesta- what manifested was the glory of God. What manifested was what, what Jesus had already seen, okay, by connecting to what God had seen. In other words, connecting with God's perception. I hope you're hearing this. See, there's so many things that no matter what you're dealing, what you're going through, if you will just connect to his perception, start seeing it as he sees it, all of a sudden it manifests into that. So now we've got life into a dead body and a body raised up, made whole, because that's what he saw even days earlier. All right? And even though he tried to get everybody to hook up to it, they, they weren't grasping it, okay? Don't get me wrong, they had a love for Jesus and an understanding of, of the greatness of, of his gifts and calling, amen, but just somehow this thing was just kind of flying over their head, all right? Now, with that said, I want to say this. Uh, if you, in fact, if you go to 2 Chronicles, let's kind of move through a few verses here. 2 Chronicles, and uh, um, I want to go to chapter 20, and I'm just going to kind of fly through some verses here. Uh, but what we have in context is, is uh, a story probably a few months back. I actually took some time with this story. And we have Jehoshaphat and, and the people of God are being right now surrounded by uh, some armies that have come together. They've united against uh, Jehoshaphat and his people. And so they, they call on God. Jehoshaphat calls on God. And then the word of the Lord was given to, in other words, God's perspective was given to the prophet. And the prophet then told uh, Jehoshaphat, amen, how God sees this. And he said this in verse 17 of 2 Chronicles 20, that you will not need to fight. In other words, you won't have to take up arms in this battle. Now, that isn't always the case. Sometimes you have to take up arms. But he said in this battle here, you won't have to take up arms, okay? But yet position yourself. Have a, a faith or a trust uh, posture is what he's talking about. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. He was with you, uh, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. In other words, you still got to do it. You got to do something yet in the natural. You still got to go out there and face your enemy, all right? But you won't have to bear up arms, all right? Uh, For the Lord is with you, praise God. Now, of course, they believed. The word said that they believed in God. And as a result, the word says they're established or strengthened, okay, or reinforced. And they believed in what the prophet had to say. As a result of it, then they prosper or succeed. In other words, they have a, a successful path in front of them. But the point is this, we're trying to make here, it said this, that you will see, if you will, if you will do this, you will see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, there's going to be a manifestation that you're going to see with the physical eye. Now, the whole story is bringing out the fact that the natural eye right now is showing something really bad going on here. This does not look good, but 
the God's perspective came through the prophet and said, this is how I see it. You're not even going to have to worry about it. You're not even going to have to fight. You're not even going to have to pick up arms. But I need you to still go out there and, and face them. And, of course, Jehoshaphat grabbed hold of that and said, okay, that's God's perspective. That's all we needed. So now, okay, so he obviously trusted in God's perspective. And as a result of it, praise God, he says, all right, give me the praisers. I don't need the warriors up front. I need the praisers because we believe what he said. We're believing in his perspective here. So, okay, we're going to see a victory here today. So give me the praisers and let's start praising God. And as they did that and moved toward their enemy, guess what? The enemy turned on itself, and by the time they got there, they're done. The enemy's gone. It's, I mean, they've been wiped out, amen, because they turned on each other, all right? God handled all of it, praise God. But see, when you connect to God's perspective, whatever it is we're dealing with, these are pretty, situ- pretty serious situations here, but we're, we're saying that no matter what you're going through or what you're seeing, if you will connect to His perspective, amen, and put trust in it and stay consistent with that, you will see a manifestation of the glory of God, amen, your pathway will be lit up, praise God, things will shift and change, and the way God sees it is the way it's going to manifest, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Let's look at another one, 2 Kings, please, 2 Kings, I just want to kind of quickly fly through a few of these, 2 Kings 6, please, and uh, what we have in context is the prophet of God, uh, Elisha, okay, and his servant, okay, are staying in town, and they're staying in a place, and um, the, uh, Elisha has been kind of pulling the plug, so to speak, on, on an enemy king and his army, that every time they get ready to go do something, the prophet of God gets a word from God and then warns, the, you know, warns them ahead of time, so basically spoils all, his, all of his, uh, you know, his plans. Well, pretty soon they're figuring it out, okay? Somehow they're figuring out and knowing all this before we even get here. How's that? And they say, well, it's that prophet, that prophet seeing things. Okay, so what it is, so they decide, all right, we're going, we're going to go get him, get rid of him. Okay, so they go to town, they find out where he's at, they surround the city. So what, that's where we're picking up here. So verse 15 of 2 Kings 6 says this, and when, they, when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, in other words, he you know, gets up, probably you know, go out and get coffee or something or whatever. Anyway, the point is he's going to go out and uh, get, get breakfast or do something, and, you know, he's, he serves the man of God. He serves the, the prophet of God. So he's, he gets up. He's going to go out and take care of business, and he gets out there and realizes, uh-oh, uh-oh, something, something ain't right here. It says, and so he went out, and there was an army, here we go, surrounding the city with horses and chariots, and his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Notice, it doesn't look good in the natural. And he said, this is what the prophet said, do not fear for those who are with us are far far more than those who are with them. In other words, he has a different perspective here. He's seeing something different. Okay. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. In other words, I want him to see what I'm seeing. All right. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha, praise God. Hallelujah. And the point being is this, and of course, they had a great, great victory that, you know, it all got taken care of, praise God. But the idea was when you connect to what God sees, guess what? Things look different. Amen. And things manifest different if you stay connected to it, praise God. Amen. We're talking about staying connected to his perspective. 
his understanding. Amen. Lean on what, how he sees things. Lean on his perspective, his insight, praise God, his comprehension. We want, we want to connect with how he sees things, praise God. Let's look at maybe another one here in Exodus 14, another common text, but this one here is, is Moses, of course. So Exodus 14, and what we have, you know, there, he's led the children of Israel out of, the, uh, uh, out of Egypt, praise God. And, of course, what do they do? They get to the, the Red Sea, and um, all of a sudden they notice that the enemy, the Egyptians, of course, are now barreling down on the, uh, you know, coming uh, from the backside here, coming in, uh, looking to, uh, uh, to get them, you know, trapped between the sea and them and, and try to eliminate them. And, of course, it doesn't look good, does it? In the natural, it doesn't look good. Okay, and again, we're not making light of anybody's situation. We're just saying, okay, you, you have to learn as a child of God to not always be moved by just how things look in the natural. You have to train yourself to put more confidence, more trust, to lean more on his understanding than ours, on his insight, on his perception how he sees things. And the more we do that, the more it begins to shift, amen, the way it's supposed to look in the natural. Amen. All right. So what well, we have, common text here, and this is uh, Exodus 14 and verse 13. It says, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still. And here we go. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today you shall see again no more, I love this, no more forever. Listen, the sea hasn't even parted yet, okay? Now, he just knows that somehow or another, amen, if I stay connected, this is going to change. Now, he didn't know what to do, and we know according to the stories that goes on, the Lord kind of rebukes him and tells him to lift his, his, his arms and, and command, you know, to command things to, uh, you know, to open up, praise God. And so... Um, you know, they're all still looking around thinking, you know, we're staring at, at a sea, we're staring at our enemy, it don't look good, but he had the right word. Listen, God, God's going to show you something different. You're going to see something different. God sees us already delivered from our enemies. Not only does he see us delivered, he sees our enemy gone. We're never, after today, we will never have to worry about the Egyptians again, ever. That's pretty phenomenal. So obviously, he raises his hands. Amen. Uh, the, 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 wa the water parts. It stands up. The ground uh, instantly, somehow or another, uh, you know, God causes everything to be dry. They cross over on dry ground. I mean, this is phenomenal, right? They get over the other side, and obviously the sea closes in on the enemy and everything. God's perspective was accurate. Well, there's, I mean, we're thinking about, you know, I'm, I'm thinking naturally some of the things that we, we brought up, you know, the, 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 at the Red Sea crossing, uh, you know, the uh, thing with Elisha and, and all the, uh, the angels, the horsemen uh, from heaven uh, surrounding uh, their enemies. Uh, you know, everything that we're seeing, you know, with Jehoshaphat and, and all the enemies, uh, the, war, the, the battle, you know, pardon me, all the uh, armies that are facing them outnumbered. There's no way naturally they could win, but somehow God sees every bit of it different. And when you connect to how he sees it, all of a sudden it manifests. Like Jesus said, okay, this isn't going to end up the way it looks. This is going to end up different. 
This is going to end up in a, in a manifestation of the glory of God. We lack sometimes uh, uh, manifestations of the glory of God because we never stay connected to how God sees it. We, we, we waver. We get more moved by natural reasoning. We lean more on our own, you know, how we think at the moment or how it looks at the moment. And so we never roll back the stone, so to speak. We never take the stand. We never face our enemy. We just, we just kind of, you know, run off scared or something. Amen. The scripture says this in 2 Chronicles 16, 9, that the eyes of the Lord are going to and forth upon the whole earth, seeking to show himself, show himself, show himself, show himself. See, something that you're actually going to see, show himself strong on behalf of those who have a heart that's loyal toward him, or some say perfect toward him, but it means a total commitment, that I have a heart that's totally committed. In other words, I attach my believing, my trust, my, my confidence, my assurance on how you see things. And when I do that, you will manifest yourself, show yourself strong on my behalf. Amen. I'm, I'm reminded, and I think it kind, of, it kind of fits here, but in 1 Kings and 18, it brings out, uh, you know, the prophet of God, uh, prophet of Elijah, and facing all the prophets of Baal. I think there was 450 of them. And, and here he is, a one man, you know, with God facing all the prophets of Baal and, and basically had a showdown. And he just makes this statement, how long will you falter between two opinions? Man, if you're going to follow God, if you're going to actually say you're going to trust God, then trust God. Follow God. If you're not, then remember, you're going to get whatever... The enemy, you know, you're just going to, you know, he's following him, whatever he's leading you to do. But he says, if you're going to actually follow God, then follow God. But how long are you going to waver back and forth? And so my, my challenge to you today is let's not be a, a wavering group. Let's not be a people that falter back and forth. Let's connect to his perspective on things. Stay locked onto that. Let's trust in the Lord with all our heart, fully committed to this. And if we will stay connected to that and we refuse to waver, however he sees it, how it's going to manifest, no matter how it looks at the moment. I hope you're hearing this today. I hope, you, hope you're connecting with this today. Praise God. So no matter what you're looking at or what you're going through, whether we're talking about something at home, business, health, children, you know, finance, uh, things across this nation, uh, things that are happening right now, from your own house to the workhouse to the grocery house to the White House, whatever it is we're talking about, be not moved by how things look in the natural. Lean on how God sees things. Lean on His understanding, on His perspective. Amen. And when you do that and stay connected to that, guess what? That's exactly what manifests. Praise God. Hope you got something today. Father, we give praise and glory. Thank you for the word of God today, for these principles today. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. That the good work you began, you are finishing. Praise God. Thank you for a people of faith, a people that trust in God, trust in you with all their heart. Praise God. And as a result of it, praise God, they will see a manifestation of your goodness, of your glory of your power and for that we give you praise in jesus name amen and amen i call you blessed 
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.